0: on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. Hey, it's Steve here. Are you serious about hunting or self-defense? Well, starting in 1996, XS Sites took proven dot-the-eye sight pictures from firearms used on African safaris and applied that methodology to modern defensive handguns. All made in America and trusted by industry leaders. Meat Eater listeners can get an exclusive discount on the XS Sites website. So just go to XSSites.com and use code MEATEATER at checkout for 25% off. XS Sites, the fastest sights in any light. I'm sure a lot of you guys remember the old ceremonial hunting tradition of eating the heart out of the first animal you kill.
1: It's a meat eater podcast. Welcome to Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. I'm your host, Spencer Newarth, and today we're joined by Steve Rinella, Giannis Patelis, Chester Floyd, Seth Morris, Corey Calkins, Corinne Schneider, and special guest Dan Flores. Now, Dan, you're an educated fella and very accomplished in academia, but how do you feel about trivia?
2: Uh, I don't feel so good surrounded by you guys. I think you guys are going to be better at this than me. No, think I so? <laughs> I don't think
1: that. Steve was just talking you up here before we started recording. Yes, yeah, He Steve, thinks you have a chance. Uh-huh, well, Steve. He's a, he's
0: an academic. Mm-hmm. Well, the guy gets paid to sit around and read. <laughs> that
1: helps. <laughs> that puts you in a good position. <laughs> now, if you're not familiar, this is a 10 round quiz show with questions from Meat Eaters Four Verticals, which are hunting, fishing, conservation, and cooking. Can you plug Dan's new book real quick? Yeah, go go ahead. You you do it for oh. me. Uh,
0: Dan is here because we are. We just did an interview for the Meat Eater podcast about his new book, Wild New World: The Epic Story. Of animals and people in America, and uh, it's available now.
1: So go check it out. I love it. What, uh, like, what time period is that focus on?
0: Sixty million years. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it uh, it actually begins with the asteroid impact sixty six million years ago. So oh I can, yeah. Recreate... So no
1: dinosaurs in the book.
2: No no dinosaurs. Okay. He, yeah. dis- he dispatches mm, with yeah.
1: them within a page or two. <laughs> yeah,
2: not even a page, a sentence. <laughs>
0: And uh,
1: then it ends yesterday.
0: Okay. It I ends like that. the
1: day he quit reading, writing the book. Yeah. I like that. I wish there was more dinosaurs, but, uh, but I'm sold. I like it. I like it. Now, there is a prize for the winner. Meat Eater will donate $500 to the conservation organization of the winner's choosing. And each week here on Trivia, we reveal a new stat. This week, we are looking at the first question of every game, which is always multiple choice. Leo Enneking wrote in to say that him and his best friend in middle school decided that if they didn't know the answer to a multiple-choice question on a test, they'd answer C. Well, if I was their teacher, they'd be at the top of the class because of how often C is the correct answer. Here's the breakdown. 24% of the time in meat-eater trivia, A is the right answer. B is correct 21% of the time. C is correct 34% of the time. And D is correct 21% of the time. So just like Leo did in middle school. So you have a tendency to bury the correct answer at the third. At C, 34% of the time. Now I would bet that that's going to wildly <laughs> correct. Yeah. Course correction. You think so? wildly correct. Or maybe that's what you think. Oh, it's going uh, to keep C. Yeah. What, what was the lowest one? It goes A, 24%. B, 21%. C, 34%. D, 21%. I could see him doing this, though. I could see him being like, well, oh, I'm not going to use C anymore. Uh-huh.
0: Then I could see him saying, well, everybody's going to know that, so I am going to use C. And then I could see him saying, but everybody's going to know that. That's right. It's I just think, like it's like Wallace Shawn so
2: in, uh, in, the, in the Princess Bride when <laughs> yeah. they're trying, which cup that, is poisoned. That's right.
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I think... Now, Leo was pointing out that uh, I have gone against randomness by making C the correct answer so often. But I think that is more random than not because of what you just said, Steve. It's going to create some great tension with these multiple choice questions. But if you're not sure going forward, answer C because there's a better in one in three chance that that's the right answer. Now, we have some housekeeping to get to. On Trivia before we get started, on a previous episode of Trivia, I said that the Bass Pro Pyramid in Memphis was built in 1954. About a dozen listeners wrote in to let me know that it was actually conceived in 1954, (laughs) construction started in 1989... It's a long
2: gestation period. And it was finished (laughs) in
1: 1991. What happened
2: between 54 and 89? Can you imagine trying to build
1: a pyramid? Takes some time. Also in a previous game... I asked what three states never had wolves extirpated from them. The correct answer was Alaska, Minnesota, and Michigan. A few listeners wrote in who took issue with this question, though. First, there was a group of listeners who said North Carolina should be considered correct because of the red wolf population there. To their credit, there are about 20 wild red wolves that live there, but the source of those animals was a breeding facility that rounded up the last remaining red wolves in southeastern Texas and southwestern Louisiana. In 1980, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service actually declared red wolves extinct in the wild. So, all red wolves were extirpated from various states at some point, despite there being an established population today. With that said, North Carolina would not be a correct answer. Okay, and then there is a second group. You've been do, hearth. There is a second group of meat-eater trivia listeners who found a loophole in the question that might have some merit. Here's their argument. Since Hawaii never had wolves, they couldn't technically be extirpated, uh-huh. therefore making Hawaii a correct answer. Now, I wouldn't count it, and I think that's outside of the spirit of the game, but I'll leave it up to the room <laughs> to decide. Do you guys think Hawaii would be a correct answer? If, if I was if in I picked group, it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I could see making some smart-ass play like that mm-hmm. and then really arguing it, but I would, I would, just put, my, I would put my energy toward what <laughs> I imagined
1: to be the correct answer. Uh-huh. But yeah. Yeah. I guess if you were to ask what states didn't have wolves extirpated from them, technically Hawaii did not have wolves extirpated from them. But I don't know if it's then not possible to be extirpated if it was never there. Did more than one... Oh, question. about a dozen people wrote in. About uh, the Hawaii thing? Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a hot topic. And I'm sure for every ah, 12 that write in... smarty
0: pants is out yeah,
1: there. Yeah. There's a hundred that uh, just didn't want to bother. Damn. If they can't extirpate them because they were never there... You'd think it it's wouldn't never, be a winner. I don't know. I'm glad it didn't come up in the room because I'd have been I'd have been stumped. I'd yeah, been you know one. that almost wound up at the Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. Now the Shelby index for this game of trivia is a four, so today's winner should get about eight correct answers. And with that, we are on to the game of trivia. Play the drop fill. Look, I need to know what I stand to win everything. How's that?
2: Just tend to win everything. suckers
1: question one the topic is fishing how far is a league is it 3.5 feet 3.5 yards 3.5 kilometers or 3.5 miles how far is a league 3.5 feet 3.5 yards 3.5 kilometers or 3.5 miles You know this one, Steve? Ask me in a minute. Okay. <laughs> now, Dan, I don't trust everyone in this room, so I'd hide your answers Dan, yeah, better yeah, than Matt. <laughs> good <laughs> Lord, man! He
0: just got of laid right out.
1: That's kind of uh, well. He's still showing me, and he wrote it super fast, so much so that it's shaking my confidence. <laughs> Does everybody have an answer? Again, we're looking Uh, for how far is the league? 3.5 feet, 3.5 yards, 3.5 kilometers. Don't let Steve change it. I changed it because he wrote it cockily.
0: (laughs) He wrote it cockily and then showed it to me.
1: Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying 3.5, what does that say, miles? It did. (laughs) 3.5 kilometers. Dan saying 3.5 kilometers. Corey, 3.5 miles. Chester, 3.5 kilometers. Corinne, 3.5 kilometers. Seth, 3.5 yards. And Giannis, 3.5 kilometers. So, Seth, you think
0: Jules Verne's (laughs) 20,000 leagues under the sea was not that deep? That's still pretty deep.
3: (laughs) That's really deep. Well, I
0: calculated it once, and I realized that He was out the other side
1: of the earth and halfway to the moon. (laughs) (laughs) The correct answer is 3.5 miles. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it couldn't be seen.
2: It wasn't good. I that? Yeah, man. So I Steve, like, Steve wrote
1: miles, saw Dan's answer, which was written with confidence, and then changed it. And I just calculated this because when I was reading about the Coronado
0: expedition, everything was in damn leagues, and I had to go look it up.
1: That's why you got to go with your gut, Steve. Oh, man, go with you your gut. Better. Why'd you
0: write it down so you fast? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, damn, this is you your fault. Think about it. <laughs> a league is 3.5 miles or three nautical miles. Here's why this measurement is confusing to people. Son of a bitch. In the book Twenty Thousand Leagues. Under the I seat. think it, <laughs> I should be able to go back to what I had because you shouldn't be allowed to cheat.
0: <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's right. And like I cheated, so you got to go sh- back to your. Ritual. Like I shouldn't. That shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, the last. You've, you've learned your lesson. I want to go back to my pre-cheat
3: answer. Just, it's the might, right. It's the you, right thing to do. You might get DQ'd for cheating. I was to say, fun. you should just be disqualified for this round. Get him out here.
1: The last time I saw a board, we had to flip a coin for which. Mm. Okay, let's do that. That's (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. Now, here's why this measurement is confusing to people. In the book 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, it's referring to a journey spanning a horizontal distance traveled under the surface of the water. Oh, it is? Not a journey that went to a depth of 20,000 leagues. The deepest part of the ocean is only about two leagues. So, if you were to travel 20,000 leagues deep, you would come out the other side of the earth and make it about one-third of the Hmm. way to the moon. The book refers to how far they went once they got underwater? Yes, because it was like uh, it was like ahead of its time a submarine that they were hunting this sea creature, which I think was like depicted as a narwhal or something. It wasn't to a depth of that far. It was underwater traveling 20,000 leagues wow. horizontally. I did not huh. know
2: that. That's good information.
1: And that's why it's confusing to people. And that's yeah. why I wouldn't blame Seth for thinking it was feet or yards. I, can I, can I, I hit you with a trivia question? Yeah, let's hear it. I was reading a book last night. And you have it written on your hand? Now? And I learned a word
0: uh, that I liked so much I wrote it on my hand. <laughs> you know when you have an alluvial an alluvial deposition, meaning like sediment from a river? Sure. Do you know what they call it when it's a wind deposition? No. Aeolian.
2: Aeolian, that's right. Yeah. That's, that's a
0: hell of a word.
1: That's good. What would be an example? A of sand a- dune. Okay.
0: is an eolian
1: Eolian deposition. You're going to work that into your uh, vocabulary now? That's why I wrote it on my hand. (laughs) Question two, the topic is cooking. This is our Work Sharp listener question of the week, which was won by Scott Waller. For sending this great question, Scott is going to get a Work Sharp care package that includes three of our favorite knife sharpeners. If you want a chance to win the listener question of the week, then send your question to trivia at themeateater.com. That's awesome. What Yiddish term describes the rendered fat from geese and turkey? I was hoping to be sex, because I know that. Um, hit it again. What oh, Yiddish term word. describes the rendered fat from geese and turkey? Uh, now, enlighten me, Steve. You were hoping it would be the Yiddish term for sex? I think I know what it is. My buddy uses it. <laughs> Are we going to have to bleach this? <laughs> is that Yiddish, crin?
2: Everything with the shh, it's gotta be, it's
1: gotta be Yiddish. (laughs) Again, what Yiddish term describes the rendered fat? Like those dogs were, those dogs were shtukin. That's good. Mm -hmm. The Yiddish term that describes rendered fat from geese and turkey. I'm back in the game, buddy. Does everybody have an answer? I'm back in the game. Corey, you good? Chester, I would be I'm, sitting uh, on that if I'm Dan hadn't done what he did. I would be sitting right now on <laughs> if two. I, done,
2: if I would I be sitting
1: on two right. I
2: didn't force <laughs> you to look over my shoulder.
1: <laughs> Does that surprise you that Steve would cheat like that? No. 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 <laughs> that <it> seems on brand.
2: Do everybody in an classes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it didn't make sense. Yeah.
1: Go ahead and reveal your answers we have Steve saying schmaltz. Dan without an answer, Corey without an answer, Chester now, without y- an answer. Yanni, I know there's Krin a no spelling. Seth. Seth without an answer, and Yanni saying schmaltz, or he no, said schmutz. No, that's what Yanni said. Schmutz? And I
0: know spelling doesn't count against you, but schmutz?
1: <laughs> the correct answer is schmaltz. <laughs> we'll give it to you, Yanni. You're going to give him Schmutz. <laughs> <laughs> It's like schmuck, uh, but with a schmutz. little extra flair. So you don't on have it.
3: to give it to me.
1: Well, how how would have you said it? Did you think it was schmoots or did you think it was schmutz? schmuds? <laughs> we're not gonna give it to you. Yeah, yeah, we're not I gonna know. give it to I you. If, I,
3: if there was an L in there, but it was misspelled, <laughs> I'd say yeah, but schmutz.
1: In a 2019 article on the I just eater. schmuck
3: and, and messed messing around. You were with close. It. You yeah, were close. No, was super close.
1: In a 2019 article on TheMeatEater.com, Danielle Pruitt tried turning a wild turkey sponge into schmaltz. She was successful and described the end result as rich in flavor and a good addition to turkey stock. For more on that process, read her article called, Is a Turkey Sponge Edible? Question three, the topic is predators. What do you call a female coyote? Dan, this would be the bone that I'm throwing to you. Oh, what boy. do you call I'm like, I'm gonna, a I'm female have coyote? L- look over, because she likes to share his answers. <laughs> with wow,
2: his I, I actually that's not that big a bone.
1: Uh, this didn't come up in all of your workings on on coyotes, no,
2: not really. Uh-uh.
1: What do you call a female coyote? A quick answer from Steve. The rest of the room doesn't seem as confident. Seth, I'm surprised you don't know this one. I don't know it, but. I'm surprised you don't. <clears throat> Man.
3: I've never, I've never heard anyone call <clears throat> yeah. a female I got, I got
1: two. I wish I could put two down. Mm. Just looking for one. Corey, you seem confident. You had an answer quick. Yeah. Maybe. Fairly. You know, if
0: the game ever gets real stale, uh-huh. it might be an interesting thing to add in that you could uh, <laughs> get half points by putting two things down. Mm. But what if you get the second one wrong? No, 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 I'm saying, let's say you ask for thing, like, you're asking for a answer. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I know it's either, let's say the answer you're looking for is A, and I know mm-hmm. it's either A or B, and I can't decide. I could go uh, for a half C. You
2: Googling it? Mm.
1: By putting A and <laughs> B down. No. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Let's Just keep it in mind. Does everybody have an answer for what you call a female coyote? Chester, you ready? No. Nope. Dan, you got one? I've got
2: one, but it's just a wild guess.
1: Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Vixen, Orbit. Dan saying Vixen, Corey oh. saying Bitch. Same Chester thing without a, an answer. Same thing as a fox. Corinne saying a Susie, yeah. Seth saying a sow, and Giannis saying a Bitch. Same thing as a fox. Huh? We have a correct answer in the room, and it's Bitch. Oh! oh. oh. It's common to call a male coyote a dog (laughs) or boar and a juvenile coyote a pup. Other animals that use the bitch moniker include domestic dogs, wolves, foxes, and otters. A bitch.
2: Should have thought of that.
1: Because is a a vixen, that must be just a fox. Just
2: a fox, fox, huh? A bitch. This is your game, Corey. I (laughs) feel it.
1: How are you doing, Corey? Two for three.
2: Two for three? Really? So you got that one? Yes. Yeah.
1: Question four, the topic, is archaeology. This is a visual question. If you want to see what the room is seeing, then go to Instagram and check out at Spencer Newharth. I'll make it my most recent post. In my hand <laughs> is an ancient tool that shares its name with a Star Wars character. What is this tool? In my hand is an ancient tool that we're now passing around, and this tool shares its name with a Star Wars character, what is this tool? What is the tool's name? What is the hey, tool's name? Hey, you didn't name? find that, did you? I'll explain in the uh, oh. in the follow-up factor. That could yeah. be wouldn't used mind. for a lot of things. I wouldn't mind having that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars character.
1: I have a couple of those. You have one? Yeah. yeah. Two. What? What Not part like of that? The... Chester has one. Really? What part of the country mm. they come from? Montana. New oh. Mexico and South America. Huh. Oh. Beautiful. And what is it now?
0: I, I, bought one, I bought one yeah. at a New Mexico curio shop. Oh. And then a guy in South America who was like Amerindian, native South like American, gave monster. it to me and said it was from the Ancient Ones.
1: Oh. One more time here. This is an right ancient tool <laughs> that shares its name with a Star Wars character. What is the tool? That is an impressive specimen, man. How big are yours? A big that size yeah.
2: yeah they're like that uh, right uh, the ones we got.
1: does everybody have an answer does anybody know this Steve you yeah, said so you know right. I'm a big Star I, Wars I, I don't I'm a big Star Wars fan and I'm a big artifact fan are you a big Star Wars fan oh yeah okay does anybody else know well, this I was a answer? little kid
2: you know can you give me mm, initials. I haven't, maybe <laughs> you threw me off with
1: Star Wars character yeah me mm-hmm. too
2: that's the part that I can't
1: well I used to have the guy oh and well, he, he, yeah. Steve has shared that it's a male Star Wars <laughs> character. It's a Princess Leia. <laughs> Steve is fondling the I just don't women. know Star Wars characters, so. Hmm.
0: You want to know a very early? Oh, I was going to tell you a very early memory of mine. I remember pulling up to the Harbor Theater. Where's that at? In Michigan where I grew up. Far away. It's was like the closest theater you could go to was Harbor Theater. And I remember pulling up and saying... That says, The Empire Strikes Back. And my brother's saying, you can't read that. You just know what it
1: says. I was that little. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't think you could read it? You think your brother was All right? I think I had it memorized. Yeah. Yeah. Does everybody have an answer as to what this tool is called? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying a hammerhead. Dan saying a mortar <sighs> pastel. Corey saying a Kenobi. <laughs> Chester uh, saying, what's that say, Chester? A Yoda. Yoda.
3: Grin saying Ewok. Good Seth saying a
1: Skywalker. Giannis saying a hammer. Ewok. Nobody got it right. Bullshit. Oh, the correct answer is Maul. A Maul. Oh. Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Darth That's,
2: Maul. That's,
1: Darth
0: Maul. That's the oh, not that. I'm not talking about those Star Wars. I'm talking about the old, the first ones that came out. <laughs>
2: and there's no character. Called
1: Hammerhead.
2: <laughs> uh, no, that he <laughs> had
0: that. no,
1: he had that crazy head. Um, Or a mortar puzzle, I don't think. (laughs) No, a mall. Now, this mall was found by my father-in-law in in one of his cattle pastures in South Dakota. A study from the University of South Dakota gathered data from 100 malls randomly selected from a museum's collection. They found that the average mall weight was 5 pounds. This one my father-in-law found is nearly 8 pounds, making it an exceptionally large mall. These were multi-use tools that archaeologists speculate were used to dispatch wounded bison by smashing their skull, crush animal bones to gather marrow, pulverize acorns to make flour, and tether horses to homes.
2: And Steve, I, I know you're probably googling it right now. There's a character in the cantina who does have like a head. I know you're talking about, but his name is not Hammerhead. You
1: know,
0: his
2: name is uh, Mornaw Naden. So see, that's news to me. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, would <again. laughs> you He's got, have have like a, right? he's got
0: a head like a hammer. This uh, is one I might not, just, no. i, might I, mean, I This Darth is the, the world, worst game I've ever had. Mm, I think his Dan's here shook me up, making you nervous. Yeah, but
2: I haven't gotten one right yet.
0: Well, <laughs> does Maul sound familiar to you though? Like no, that I, it, makes I, me feel I, when I hear Star Wars, I think <laughs> the original ones that came out. Okay.
2: Darth Maul is the guy boy. who gets chopped in half by Obi Wan in the in the Phantom Menace. Yeah, falls down the big hole.
3: Isn't uh, I, I don't know. Eventually,
2: robot looks. Darth Star. Maul kind of just <laughs> short one? Darth Vader with his helmet off? Red oh no! No, it's a, no. a whole different
1: character. Okay. Yeah, I remember him on Pepsi cans as a kid. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I very he distinct. Darth he's Maul got from. that
2: red and black painted face yeah, with like the spikes on it on he, his head, and he was kind of I don't, short. I don't think
0: they should even have come out with those ones. <laughs> now, what, what do you think? <laughs> like Steve, when wrong. you look at that tool, what do you imagine folks using that for? Smash and shit. but it was, but this would lend me. I would look at it and I'd have to ask Matt and Aaron. I would look at this and think that it
1: had been hafted.
0: What do you mean? Like that, a, that it had been hafted on a forked stick. Sure. Yeah. Oh, they think, okay. So well, this was a haft, you Yeah. See,
1: you, when you see ones that heavy, you also see like drawings where they would, you put it in their hands and like tie leather around their hands so that they wouldn't lose their grip and they oh, could okay. smash whatever they were doing. Yeah. I would have pictured that
0: being like from that. that's a braided in there in order to be sure. hafted. But then if you put that on a, on a handle,
1: that's a hell of an implement. Eight pounds. It's a lot to swing around. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Like a sledgehammer. Question five. The topic is conservation. This next great question comes to us via Brandon Kennan. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at themateeater.com. What is the name of the misshapen proteins that cause chronic wasting disease? What is the name of the misshapen proteins that cause chronic wasting disease? And we will get a scoreboard update from Phil after this. <clears throat> a confident Steve seems like most of the room is pretty confident on this one. Uh, nope. right, I've one's. never seen that look that's on Corinne's face before. Uh oh. Because <laughs> she knows it or doesn't right. know it.
2: Because <laughs> I never get anything right.
1: <laughs> Does <laughs> everybody for have Spencer an answer? Gives
2: me the answers on April
1: Fool's Day. <laughs> Corey? Mm, drawing a blank. What is the name of the misshapen proteins that cause chronic wasting disease? Chester, you know this one? I should, but I don't think so. Mm. I'm doing real bad this round, Spencer. (laughs) It's okay. We'll get a scoreboard update after this. (laughs) Corey, Mm. writing down an answer? Sure. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying prion. Dan saying prion. Corey saying prion. Chester saying without an answer. Uh, Corinne, Seth and Giannis all saying Prions, they got it. The oh. correct answer is Prion. Pulled that one out of the back. The CWD Research and Management Act has a chance to be passed this year. If that happens, it'll authorize 70 million dollars to fund CWD research and management. If you want to help get this bill over the finish line, then go to the and read it's time to get the CWD bill done by Charlie Boer. It'll explain what the bill is and how you can con- and who you can contact to show your
2: support. Phil, we're halfway through the game of trivia. Give us a scoreboard update. Sure thing. Well, we have Chester with zero points. He's fighting hard, though. Looks good doing it. We've Real got hard. Seth and Dan with one point apiece. Steven Ranella has two points, along with Giannis and Corinne. And in first place, it's Corey. Three Ooh. points. Hey, now. How's oh, game?
0: Yeah, it's still. Cool. I was feeling defeated. Easy, bud. Yeah. Man. Question six. How do you mean... <laughs> yeah, you <know>, no disrespect. <laughs> That's right. Pay attention here, because this is a hell of a good service. It's called the Wellness Company. Picture this, okay? You wake up, you got a scratchy throat, you're all congested, you got a runny nose, you got a cough, whatever. And you weigh your options, like you tough it out, get sick, take time off work, try to get a doctor's appointment sometime in the next few months wait two hours at urgent care and sit in a room full of six sick folks, or you open your medical emergency kit. You match your symptoms to the doctor recommended prescription and you start on the right meds right away. These medical emergency kits, not a first aid kit. All right. It comes with doctor prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. So, On hand, strong antibiotics for infections of all types. Plus, a doctor's easy guide so you know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor. No waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in there. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door. Get 15% off at TWC.com health slash meat eater, but you got to use the promo code meat eater. That's promo code meat eater. Okay. At twc.health dot health slash meat eater. Yeah, I've said it before and I'll say it a thousand times more. If you got a family and you got people that rely on you, you need to take life insurance seriously. And policy genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. So with policy genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars in coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Your life insurance policy you know, that you get at work may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. Now, this is super convenient, right? Because a lot of times, you know, something like life insurance, you're just going to put it off because you're like, when will I ever have time to do that? I don't even know who to talk to about it. Well, this helps you do it online. Okay, again, you're comparing options from top companies, all right? Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with PolicyGenius. Head to PolicyGenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's PolicyGenius.com. to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country black buffalo tobacco alternative bold flavor full pouches warning this product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical black buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco
1: question six the topic is public lands What large gathering is held every September at the Black Rock Desert Wilderness in Nevada? Steve writing an answer before I even finish. Well, I erased that one. Oh, okay. What large (laughs) gathering is held every September at the Black Rock Desert Wilderness in Nevada? Seth and Yanni know this one. (laughs) I don't know it. Oh. I know a
3: gathering on public lands. Mm Mm-hmm. The wilderness things, the the let's just,
1: let's things just, throw just me just just. off. What large gathering is held every September at the Black Rock Desert Wilderness in Nevada? Let's just keep it. But we've covered a lot of big gatherings on the podcast in the last year on public lands. Okay. That's my disapproving noise. Seth is maybe changing. Nope. Sticking no, with no, it. I'm Sticks Sticking with, with it. Was all the
2: chit chat changing your mind, maybe? <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't change. I wrote it and put it down.
1: Does everybody have an answer about what that large gathering is called? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Burning Man. Dan saying Burning Man. Burning Man. Chester saying Mountain not- Man Rendezvous. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds That's way more so fun. fun. And. Uh, a lot I mean, of laughing at Chester's that. expense. Chet that's where my he head was immediately. <laughs> burning Man. and saying Burning Man. Giannis, what was your answer? <laughs> burning man. And Giannis saying Burning Man. When I started guy. right it was is, Rainbow Reunion. Can, can you read that change.
2: question one more
1: time? <laughs> Here's the question. What large gathering is held every September at the Black Rock Desert mm-hmm. Wilderness mm-hmm. in Nevada? The room got it right, it is
2: burning. Yeah, man. the Mountain Man rendezvous moves around. Yeah. Chet, I know probably what you're thinking is <laughs> how can they do that in a in a wilderness? If is it
1: in the wilderness? Well, it's it's just, that's like its designation. It's the Black Rock Desert Wilderness. The Black Rock Desert Wilderness, where Burning Man is held, is owned by the Bureau of Land Management. The event has taken place there since 1990 and will stay there for this foreseeable future. In 2019, the BLM issued a 10-year permit to Burning Man, which costs about $3 million annually. It's estimated that 87,000 people gathered for the burn in 2022 setting a new attendance record. 87,000 people. Has anybody in this room attended? We have somebody in production who helps organize a Montana Burning Man. Mm. Yeah. But I don't know. I know of this person. They haven't been yet themselves, I don't think. I don't know. Would love to see it. Question seven. The topic is fishing. This next great question comes to us via our very own Brody Henderson. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at eater.com. We work very closely
3: together. (laughs) Let's see,
0: bro. What
1: is the largest member of the freshwater sunfish family? What is the largest member of the freshwater sunfish family?
3: That's a good question. Oh.
1: Hmm. That is. Big
3: Steve might be
2: pulling in the lead.
0: <laughs> no, I has been caught up.
2: <laughs> Do you know Chester?
1: Just a guess. I like how Corey looks right now.
2: How's he look? Not loving it. Okay. <laughs> what is the
1: largest <laughs> member of the Sunfish family?
2: Well, while we're all thinking about this. Uh, no one cares about this but me. I'm going to go back to Star Wars for half oh. a second. Oh, no problem. Uh, mm. Steve, I, I'm going to give you some credit because I think there's a scene in E.T., the extraterrestrial, where Elliot is showing off his Star Wars figures to ET, and he pulls off that alien we were just talking about. He says, "This is Hammerhead." Oh, is that where I got I think that? So, I think I think so. I just popped in my head. If it's not in there, I'm going to cut this out. But for the three of you who are going to send me an angry DM, I'm just I'm putting that to bed and right that, now. And that was on ET, that was, that's referring the, yeah. to Star Do you know, does Wars. Does that get
1: me back to having my point?
2: <laughs> uh, that's I don't up to the so. That's so
1: <laughs> That That's a, a wildly deep cut that <laughs> yeah. you're going there, going for. One more time. Uh, what is the largest mem- member of the freshwater sunfish family? Corey doing more writing. Does everybody have an answer? Sure. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying largemouth bass. Dan saying bream, Corey saying crappie, Chester saying largemouth bass, Corinne saying a skate, Seth saying bluegill, Giannis saying largemouth bass. We have a correct answer in the room. It's largemouth bass. Oh, boy. The sunfish family includes popular panfish like bluegill, green sunfish, and pumpkin seed, as well as game fish like largemouth bass, smallmouth bass, and spotted bass. We're on a three-way tie. At just over 22 pounds, the world record largemouth is twice as heavy as the world record smallmouth or world record spotted bass. Can you imagine a 22-pound largemouth bass? Just gluttonous. Just the bucket mouth on that thing. Yeah. Big. It's always like a little bit grotesque when you see a, a, a really fat perch. You're like, how does that thing swim? Yeah. That, that's how a giant bass like that looks. Uh, it makes you question like their ability to You could probably put his lips it. around your head. Yeah. Big. Question eight. The topic is cooking. What day of the week is Thanksgiving in Canada? Mm. <laughs> what day of the
2: week is Thanksgiving in Canada. I'm going to do my impression of Brody if he were here right now. You ready? Yeah. Uh, Spencer, what category is this question this, in again? This is, <laughs> this is cooking because it's one of the biggest oh, okay. feast
1: days of the year, whether you're in USA or Canada. Got it. Okay, I'm just making sure. One out of seven
3: chance here, Dan.
1: Oh, thank you, Phil. It's
3: good What true.
1: day of the week is Thanksgiving in Canada, this it's, is it's a like, cooking question. It's like Dan wants me to cheat. I
2: hope this is a. I hope this is a trick question. We'll see.
1: Does yeah, we will see. Everybody have an answer. Steve, how do you feel about Dan's answer? <laughs> I didn't look, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at you because I'm trying okay. not to look at everything okay. he writes because he, he I made that mistake once already. Mm-hmm. Trying to play
3: a clean uh, game. What would be funny, Dan, is if you wrote "suck it, Steve" on your board? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Friday, Dan saying Thursday, Corey saying Friday, Chester saying Thursday, Corinne saying Sunday, Seth saying Friday, Giannis saying Thursday. What'd you write, Corey? Friday. Nobody got it right. The correct answer is Monday. It is oh, Monday. What do they call it? What about in a leap year? Just Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. Since 1957, <laughs> Thanksgiving Day in Canada has been the second Monday in October. A 2022 poll showed that similar to America, the most consumed foods on Thanksgiving Day in Canada are turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, cranberry sauce, pumpkin pie, and oatmeal cookies.
3: See,
0: they're I not think,
1: too different from us. I think that game
0: that question ranks up there with your El Dente question as being so far afield. You didn't like El Dente? No, it's just like it's I liked, like, I liked El Dente. Well, it's not that I don't I, I I like El Dente pasta as much as the next game. I'm just saying
1: that question, I just don't understand what it's doing in this show. What what will you be having on Thanksgiving <laughs> this year, you think? Hmm, whatever I make. Yeah, I'm sure there will be some wild game involved. That's I think it's, it's gonna I be. Think it's. there we go. It's very much tied in to our four verticals. Phil, we have two questions left. Give us a scoreboard update.
2: Yes. Uh, out of the game with one point. It's Chester. Thanks for playing. Uh, we got Seth and Dan with two points apiece. Corinne with three. And Steve, Giannis, and Corey are tied in first place with four points. Four points. Corinne, Corinne three? Corinne. <laughs> <laughs> Question, myself.
1: <laughs> question nine. The topic is biology. <laughs> this next great question comes to us via Robert Robinson. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater trivia, you can send it to trivia at What color are animals that have the xanthrochroism condition? Hmm. What color are animals that have the xanthochromism condition? Nobody knew this one right off the bat. Dan seems to have the quickest answer in the room. Props to Shelby, call. is all I got to say. <laughs> okay. yeah. Yeah. Shelby yeah. scored a four? Because yeah. wow. this is a hard ass trivia. Z- Can you give me the name again? Xanthrochroism. X A N T H O C H R O I S M. Xanthrochroism. What color are animals that have Xanthrochroism? Yanni, how you feeling about this?
3: It's, you
1: know, how many colors are there in the rainbow? Uh, I that
3: one out of Just that many one. chances. I okay. would,
0: I would uh, go with the, if I could do the halvesy thing uh-huh. I was recommended. I'd go for halvesies right now. Mm. It'd be like when you're playing football and you try to kick a field goal.
1: Did Dan write an answer down quick? He did. He
2: did, but he's about to erase it. Oh, <laughs> man.
1: Does everybody well, have an what? answer? Xanthrochroism. I'm
2: about to have one. Okay,
1: mm-hmm. uh, I might change my shit up. I feel like it Let ain't... me know when you're ready. Okay, I'm ready. I'm not changing my. Shit Go up. ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying white, Dan saying black, Corey saying white, Chester saying white, Corinne saying black, Seth saying red, Giannis saying red. Nobody got it. Oh. Come on, red. Right? Oh. The correct Zebra answer stripe. is Hello? yellow or orange. I wasn't even close. Xanthrochroism is a condition where all skin pigments, other than yellow and orange, disappear. It's been observed in woodpeckers, cardinals, horned toads, pythons, largemouth bass, and most recently, a crappie that was caught in Missouri that made national news. It's considered one of the rarest color-based mutations in the world. There you have it. That's why nobody knew. Question 10. Nothing on the scoreboard has changed, but who do we
2: have left in it, Phil? Uh, now it's down to Corey, Giannis, Steve, and Corinne, Okay, who has three. We need
1: Corinne to get it right, the rest of the room to get it wrong. Corey looking for his first victory as well. Question 10. Really hard round, man. The topic is hunting. (laughs) Makes me want to rub my eyes. Ooh, hunting. Which migration flyway harvests the most ducks and has the most hunters? Which migration flyway harvests the most ducks and has the most hunters? It has both of those distinctions. Most duck hunters or most hunters? It has the most duck hunters, most duck hunters, and it harvests the most ducks. Hmm. Dan, you give up? I think I was eliminated already. You can keep playing. Yeah, you
2: can keep playing if you want. I mean,
1: Steve, how you feel about this? I'm 90% sure that wow. I'm correct. Most duck hunters and most ducks killed. Corey, how you feel about this? Not good. Yanni? Not a if I got it either. wrong, I know what was right. Deese? Corinne? Yeah. Okay. A lot of meh. Does everybody <laughs> have an I've answer? Right. Go ahead and reveal your answers. What? We have Steve saying Mississippi. <laughs> Corey saying Central. He went Mississippi. Chester changed changed Central. Mind. Corinne saying Pacific, Seth saying Central, and Giannis saying Mississippi. The correct answer is Mississippi Uh, making uh, Giannis and Steve tied for first place. Oh, I scribbled over it? Oh, (laughs) shoot. I think my pen just like... Corey's pen got out of control. (laughs) crossed out Mississippi and rode down Central. This is according to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service's 2021 Waterfowl Report. The Mississippi Flyway is responsible for 4.4 million harvested ducks, which is 40% of all ducks harvested in America. It also has 380,000 hunters, which is 42% of America's duck hunters. That's a good question. We are going to overtime. Play the drop, Phil.
2: Tiebreaker. If you ain't first, you're last.
0: But that doesn't make any sense at all. First, you're last. You can be second. You can be third, fourth. Hell, you can be fifth.
1: We are down to Giannis and Steve. The topic for the tiebreaker question is conservation, and this will be a numerical question. Whoever is closest to the correct answer will be declared our winner. What year did the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service ban lead shot for waterfowl hunting nationwide? What year did the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service ban lead shot for waterfowl hunting nationwide. Steve wrote with such confidence that it's almost as though he knows the answer. Yanni has yet to come up with one. Steve, how much did you change your answer there? How many? By one. By one year. Okay. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'll be close. Yanni, you think you know this? I think
3: I'm within a decade.
1: Okay. <laughs> there you go. And and Steve, how, how close do you think you are? I'm within a year. Or okay. I'm wow. oh, within two years. You guys both have
0: your answer? Oh, no. I want to change mine again. One sec. Oh, man. Keeps
3: hemming and hawing. He's not going to change it.
1: Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying 1981 and Giannis saying 1988. One of you is within three years of the correct answer. Me? Does the room want (laughs) to take a guess at who's right here?
0: Steve. Steve. Well, because I, I started duck hunting, I started duck hunting in uh, in
1: '86, uh-huh. and you couldn't use. And there's still people complaining about it. The correct answer is 1991, yeah. making Giannis oh, our winner. What year did the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service ban lead shot for waterfowl hunting nationwide? Oh, nationwide. Do you think well, this was just it. about
0: Michigan? But, but when I started hunting at night, when I was in Michigan, it, I started my first legal duck year was '86, and people were bitching about not being able to use lead. Well, maybe but it was a of the statewide s- some thing. Some
2: states did it before the Fed did,
1: though. Oh, well, that <laughs> Steve thought the question was just about Michigan. My hand, like I just won the boxing match. <laughs> yes, Yanni is a winner. Yanni. With 1988, that was a
0: good game. That was a good game. That was a tough <laughs> round. And a good game. That congratulations. Did you Thank lose? You. Some, did just you lose some confidence? Just beat
3: Shelby.
1: Did you lose some confidence, Yanni, on the, the 1988? That lose confidence? Yeah, like when Steve saw when you saw Steve was 1981, were you like, oh, I'm way off.
3: No, like I said, I thought I'd be within a decade. Man, was.
1: I was Dane. bouncing all around, but I bounced from 83 to 82 to 81. I just kept getting worse. 1991. <laughs> what happens next is Yanni gets to choose where a $500 donation goes. So, what's it going to be, Yanni?
3: Hey, it's been so long since I've had a win. I can't remember who I like to support.
0: Congratulations, Yanni. You're you're, just Thanks. to remind you, you're always all over the damn place.
1: <laughs> for his donations? Yeah. Yeah, I think you gave some to a kids' organization once, to uh, uh, a <laughs> bighorn sheep.
3: Yeah. Yeah, the bighorn sheep that are fighting for
1: their life over
3: there in Vail, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um Let's give it to them again, just as an update. Well, I don't really have an update, but just so you all know, there's a little chunk of private land that Vale Resorts wants to develop and put employee housing on it. It just so happens to be that it's like the remnants of the winter range of the endemic bighorn sheep herd in the Gore Range, which is just north of Vale Resorts, um, where I used to live there in Eagle County. And uh, it would be great if they didn't build their uh, employee housing there. So, what needs to happen for that not to happen? They just need to decide to. The, the town has already offered to buy the property from them, and oh. they're trying to come up with some just insane astronomical amount, like, you know, so the town can't afford it. To so, who will
0: your money go to?
3: There's a uh, uh, like a Vail Bighorn. Uh, Initiative or something like that. But uh, just a group is trying to kind of keep awareness alive and, and keep the fight going. And
0: they're using the money for marketing or they're using
3: the yeah, money to try to buy the land? No, no, no. It's going to be okay. definitely for marketing.
1: Yeah. And this fight has been going on for a while. We covered it back in April. Uh, Travis Hall wrote an article for us called New Senate Bill Would Turn Public Lands into Housing Developments, and it's still something they're dealing with. Hmm. Well done, Yanni. Good win.
0: Good donation. Congratulations, Yanni. It was a tough round, man.
1: Dan, thank you for joining us. Come back next time for more Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins.